AM, FM, streaming, and now a smartphone app. The technology changes, but at your service since 1933. WCHV. At this time, as a public service, Bob and Ray are glad to read the following superseding additional supplementary bulletin from the Office of Fluctuation Control and Sealing Repairs, Bureau of Edible Condiments, Soluble, Insoluble, and Indigestible Fats and Glutinous Derivatives, Washington, D.C. Correction of the correction of the correction of Directive 9, and the Directive 94345-6201, issued a few moments ago. Please note that said directive reading chopped hog meat, formerly reading ground hog meat, formerly reading ground hog meat, should now read sausage. I got you, babe. Do you really? I got you, babe. Or was I printed on a 3D printer? They say our love won't pay the rent, for it's earned our money's up and spent. Which is harder to find, money or rent, uh, money for the rent or love for the rent? Because I, I believe there are places where that that negotiation takes place. Joe Thomas in the morning. Yes, I can see my shadow, but I'm under a bunch of incandescent bulbs. So if I can't see my shadow, I need to see a doctor. Um, on this Groundhog Day, I thought it was appropriate. And one of my favorite old Bob and Ray bits is the Groundhog uh, public service announcement. Uh, but on that subject, it, 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 it writ large live yesterday uh, morning uh, for us as we, the, the Virginia General Assembly was caught up in what, what really, to me, only can be described as a Bob and Ray style routine. And Tom Garrett, a delegate from the 56th District, detailed it for us. Right. I have heard stories about the, the bug-eating crowd and I thought it was hyperbolic and ridiculous, and I didn't believe whatever. And, and then they came to the Virginia General Assembly yesterday, and the Democrats voted against Virginia Farm Bureau, the Agribusiness Council, the Cattlemen's Association, the Poultry Association, the Virginia Independent Farmers, VICFA, the Pork Association, in favor of the Good Food Institute, which is one of these sort of Soros-funded, shady, Bond villain organizations. And if you Google Good Food Institute, you will see that they are reimagining protein. They're modernizing meat production. They want all your quote-unquote meat to be grown in a lab in Fairfax County. They want to shut down the farms in Albemarle and in Louisa and in Buckingham and Orange. I'm not making this up. Go to go to Google. Type in Good Food Institute. You'll see Reimagining Protein. If you dig a little deeper, you'll get we're striving for protein justice. So we had a bill, House Bill 1382, that would have required that you label Fake meat, cell-cultured edible product is what this stuff is called. But this appetizing cell-cultured edible product. So it went before the Agriculture Committee. Now, Amy Loeffer, who seems like a nice person to me, I'm enjoying getting to know her, is on the Ag Committee because she's as close as a thing to a rural representative as the Democrats have. She represents the area where I grew up, Green Springs in Louisa County. There were a lot of farmers in Albemarle. She had told stakeholders in this that she was going to support the bill, that she was going to co-patron it. But I guess the Good Food Institute, who wants protein justice, beat us to the punch or, or, or got ahead of us. I am asking your listeners. I am imploring your listeners. Because this is a real opportunity here for Amy and I to work together across the aisle for what's right for the largest industry in Virginia. That's agriculture. 
to call 804-698-1255. Call Amy Lawford's office, 804-698-1255, and ask Amy to please bring back HB 1382. Now, she can do that. Uh, That's a clip from yesterday's program. Um, She can do that because she was one of the uh, assenting votes to... Uh, pass by indefinitely so the uh, dan helmer the chair of the subcommittee uh made a motion to pass by in, in indefinitely at the behest of one of the other delegates who then uh amy said well can, can't we just pass it by till 2025 and then off mic uh this other delegate clark uh mansplained to amy that uh, she had no standing in this and to shut up and sit down or something along those lines and and, and she's noticeable if you watch the video amy lawfer i'm going but she's noticeably irked at the way the committee went and maybe she knows maybe she knows that she had talked to the cattle ranchers and everything and and some jackass on the radio would start saying what would steve harvey do because i bet you damn well steve harvey probably wouldn't have been allowed on that committee if the democrats had uh, the majority but that she's going to face the music from the cattle farmers which is big business. I had no idea. When I moved here 17 years ago, I had no idea how much cattle and and livestock, poultry, came from Albemarle County. And the folks who walk around the grounds of the University of Va, they like to think of it as academia, the high halls of academia, and the only thing we produce here is the carbon footprint of the professors professing to the Adult skulls full of mush. How they should think, not what, you know, not you know, not how to think, but how they should think. But it, it, as we as we approached Groundhog Day, or is it Chop Chopped Hog Day, or is, oh whatever the vegan inside the radio says. Call it sausage. At this time, as a public service, Bob and Ray are glad to read the following superseding additional supplementary bulletin from the Office of Fluctuation Control and Sealing Repairs, Bureau of Edible Condiments, Soluble, Insoluble, and Indigestible Fats and Glutinous Derivatives, Washington, D.C. Correction of the correction of the correction of Directive 9, and the Directive 9434562201, issued a few moments ago. Please note that said directive reading chopped hog meat, formerly reading ground hog meat, formerly reading ground hog meat, should now read sausage. Call Joe Thomas in the morning to talk about anything. Where are we going to go with the truth? He promises he won't turn state's evidence for a lighter sentence. If it wasn't for double standards, they wouldn't have standards at all. Weekday mornings on WCHV. got this in uh apparently they found some untoward things in punxsutawney phil's background uh and uh, groundhog day will now herefore uh, be referred to as indigenous marmots day uh to acknowledge the fact that punxsutawney phil apparently uh, wasn't the original resident of that borough in pennsylvania so 
take his statue down. Uh, on this uh, Groundhog Day, if you want to jump in on the uh, Groundhog story, I mean, literally, the expression used to be, don't go and watch any government proceedings unless you really want to see how the sausage is made. But that became literal yesterday uh, as the printed meat lobby came in, misrepresented several things. Shocked. Shocked you are, I know. Even elected officers. Shocked. Um, but uh, undid a bill that would have just made sure consumers knew what was in their food. And, and understand, this is the Democratic Party of Virginia against consumers knowing what's in their food. <sighs> Crazy, that. It's not what I was told, anyway. It's the press release. But I want to move on. You know, I, I'm going to move a bunch, so if you want to call in or email on something that we did the last segment, that's fine. I get it. Um, but uh, there's a lot to cover, and you know, the CIA leaker and the sentences. Uh, the, oh, I sat down with Mark Warner. I, does anyone else know what the Elmo tweet means? I didn't. Apparently, neither did Mark Warner, though he, he responded to it and was called out by uh, one of the local TV stations, but I was in a uh, press gaggle, and I asked him about the Chinese economy collapsing and what he knew about it as, uh, from the Intel Committee, uh, as well as uh, what, uh, what he could add to the border bill, because it seemed like he was fairly ardent about getting the border bill passed. I said, so, so you've actually seen some of it in uh, the... Hemina, Hemina, Hemina. Uh, also, the Greenway nimbyism that was on display last night uh, down by Biscuit Run, because classic news, Biscuit Run is back <laughs> in the headlines 17 years later. Uh, also, the, our friends in Oregon have a great master's class in what, what the phrase devil in the details means and how something might sound like a good idea until you realize, oh, no, we just gave you know, a political party, a weapon to use against their opponents. And actually, we're going to get Lars uh, up early this morning. Lars Larson will explain a lot of what's going on here, but I want to get into it. Congressman Good coming up, our pet of the week. But last night, Charlottesville City School Board was presented with some of the uh, plans. Gordon's got plans. Batman's got plans. Do I look like the guy, the kind of guy with a plan? Um, for heightened uh, security, so ah, what was that? Uh, so uh, they uh, they were presented with some of the things the school division is working on, so that the teachers can feel safe in the schools. Because remember, the schools were closed back in December because the teachers staged a walkout. The, stage, the teachers caught what we used to refer to in New York uh, as the blue flu. Is it, it's a federal law. You can't, if you're a uh, public service, you know, police, fire, first responder, you can't strike. But uh, the New York City Police Department back in the good old bankrupt days of the 70s used to get what they called the blue flu. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, I can't come in today, uh, Sarge. And so the Charlottesville school teachers all had enough a sufficient amount of blue flu that they had to close the school for several days leading up to Thanksgiving. And 
So after all that time, they've, they've come up with a report that includes, <gasps> gasp, police officers in schools. Charlottesville City Schools is in conversation with the Charlottesville Police Department for a joint exploration of this possibility. Some parents don't like that idea. More robust restorative practices. Uh, I also think that student accountability for their behavior needs to be part of the conversation. Uh, but I draw a line at policing schools. So, so how exactly, sir, are you going to enforce student accountability and restorative processes? I love, I love that term. That term is almost as well. It, it's been popular with me more than even uh, the protein justice movement from the last segment. But rest- this restorative justice, okay, so. What exactly does that psychobabble mean? Does that mean I realized what I did wrong and I'm not going to do it again? Or does it mean you weren't really wrong? You're just misunderstood. But it's finally exploded into their face, this this generation-long gaslighting of a society being told that police officers equal criminal activity that having police officers equals making people criminals, that if you have police officers, they have to go find criminals. That's like saying Batman made the Joker. Because it's always someone else's fault, always. And the folks who purport this stuff have for generations now been telling people that if we got rid of the police, we wouldn't have crime. Well, you'd have tons of crime. You just wouldn't have anyone to adjudicate it. And that's what they want. That's the Marxist agenda, is to break down this idea and to gaslight you into believing that it's your fault. You got beat up by a bully in school because you were there. Because you didn't do what they said, and they obviously are, well, yeah, they're, they're in the drug gang, so. They have the sticks and the bats and the fists and the brass knuckles and whatever, so, you know, might makes right. Look at how the General Assembly operates. Look at the story out of Oregon. This is all democracy. Why, the Charlottesville school student body is just living a master's Petri dish class of democracy. This bunch of girls is part of a gang, so they're able to tell the other girls. And by the way, I'll, you know, just so you understand, the videos, if you've never seen them, this is girls fighting with girls in the hallways. They have a bigger gang, so they get to to push everyone else around. That's how the Democrats, I'm sorry, kids, it's the Democratic Party. Look at Charlottesville School Board. Look at the city council. It's all Democrat all the time. Another 60 minutes of great left-wing hits coming up. It's how they establish dominance in the Virginia Senate. The voice of the minority is no longer heard. It is the the thuggery of the majority. If you've got a bigger gang with bigger sticks, you get to push everyone else around. 
if you have a one-seat majority in the Virginia Senate, and yes, I'm connecting what's been going on at the Charlottesville schools with the way the Virginia Senate operates, because it's a political agenda of the, the bully pulpit. If I've got 10 guys standing behind me and you've got two guys in the crowd saying, no, I don't like that, we're going to beat you up. Just like we did the guys in Lee Park on August 12, 2017. We're going to beat you with sticks, we'll throw cans of concrete at you until you give in to our ways. And I'm not taking the side of David Duke. I find David Duke and his the people who believe what he believes uh, to be offensive. But in a free republic, you're supposed to at least allow, as, as Chief Al Thomas did, in July of 2017, protect the rights of the minority opinion. So when the Virginia Senate sets up its committees, nine to three, eight to four, so nobody ever has to take a vote on a controversial bill that maybe they would you know, give a thought to, it's the same bully behaviors you see manifest in the halls of Charlottesville High School, why those kids are just future leaders. We should we should take all those kids who are in the brawls in the halls and just get them right into the Sorensen Institute because they're the future leaders of the Democratic Party because that that behavior in the halls of Charlottesville is exactly how they govern as well. And now the parents are saying, hold it, you want to bring the police back? That's like saying you want to bring the Constitution back. We deliver your morning news right to your smartphone. Woo-hoo! Download the free Seville 1075 app from the Google Play or iTunes Store and WCHV.com. Thomas in the morning, and uh, so this Charlottesville school meeting yesterday was uh, not the culmination, but it it sure feels like we're we're spasming towards the culmination of this movement where the the existence of police and commonwealth's attorneys make crime happen that's that's the that's the voodoo magic that has been done to you three crones in a cauldron bubble bubble toil and trouble have have wafted this idea into our societal head that if you have police then you're going to have criminals. That the, that somehow the police make the criminals be criminals. And it's and it's Marxism 101. You have private property. You want it protected. You're bad. Let me get to you at four three four nine six four one zero seven five. Good morning. Who's this? Hang on a second here, Joe. The uh, 
Uh, uh, uh, hang on, what is, what's going on here? With the connection to, uh, I heard Joe there for a moment, way in the background. Morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? You're loud in there also. Good morning. How you doing? I don't know. I plugged the, I plugged myself right into the right spot there. Oh. <sighs> so, so uh, you either got to reboot or plug it in. Uh, that, uh, with the computer, that's the first. <laughs> that's right. Well, did you check the plug? That's that's. You know, I could be an IT professional too, just like the ads say. You know, say it with me. Did you did you check the power supply? Um, so anyway, Joe, what you know, do, do you agree with me that I mean, this is the manifestation of at least two generations of trying to convince us that the existence of police officers creates crime rather than uh, helps protect people from having their rights violated. You know, every time I, I just scratch my head going, can we get any stupider? Uh, in fact, maybe, uh, as I heard in the story at the top of the hour, the bottom of the hour, maybe we could invent something like axe throwing inside of an alcoholic establishment. <laughs> you like that mm. story, huh? What could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong? Maybe a Maybe a couple who doesn't like each other, is maybe is going through some hard times, put them in a room together with some axes. You know, hey, great idea. Oh, sure. Uh, but, but moving on, I know you're going to cover it later to a really sad situation. And I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe the police are involved now. But I did hear about Elmo. And, and you want, if you have, you probably did some background studying on it. It's a pretty sad story. Isn't I it? had to. I had to because I was there yeah. sitting there waiting to ask Senator Warner some questions. And this woman from WSET television uh, said, why did you feel compelled to respond to the Elmo tweet? And I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell was what the hell is the Elmo tweet? I, I presumed it had to do with the little Muppet character from Sesame Street. But uh, did did Elmo come out? Did Elmo, you know, get caught, you know, in a hold up? What was what happened to Elmo? Uh, but apparently it's just I, I'm not sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I understand he was on a show that's on in the morning, and he got beat up for whatever he did. So a bully beat him up. Oh, really? See, I, I, I yes. saw, I saw this the the story I found, which was you know granted while I was waiting for my turn to ask Mark Warner a question. Um, was that he had posted a tweet saying, Hi, how's everyone doing? Just everyone should reach out to everyone once in a while and ask how they're doing. Um, and, and yes, I have children, and that's why I know what Elmo sounds like. Um, but so, so there's like, a, there's, there's more to the story than that? Yeah, there's a strange, I think he tries to call himself a comedian. His first name is Larry. I can't remember his last name now, but he's got some weird shows on that uh, even, I mean, just, just strange. But anyway, he, he took off on himself to go behind the set and, and beat Elmo up, but they caught it on camera. So it's just, this is unbelievable. It's just oh, it's, at the highest extent. it's Larry David? Larry David yeah, beat yeah, up uh, Elmo? George Costanza look beat up? Uh, <laughs> look it up on the next break. Uh, no, because, I just uh, did. I, I just I did. did. I mean, apparently, it was on the Today Show, and you know why I didn't see this? Because nobody watches the Today Show anymore. So exactly. the only reason it was like, it's like my God, <laughs> you want to talk about curb your enthusiasm? Well, you know what? And when was the last time anyone discussed Larry David uh, on the morning radio either? So you know, he's out there. I know it's the last season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and and at this point, just like the last season of Seinfeld, the show he wrote with with. 
Jerry Seinfeld. Um, we've we've heard all the jokes before, and, and most people are like, oh my god, you're doing this bit again, Larry. Come on. Um, but, uh, yeah. Now, probably the most important story though of the last couple of days, I think it was yesterday even, is that Oregon. When you protest against people in Oregon as lawmakers, oh yeah, the Supreme Court would not let you run again. Well, yeah, we're actually Lars Larson is coming up in a little while on the show. Um, this is a this is actually a really frightening story so you know uh, the the story out of oregon is a bunch of republicans in the minority in the state house used parliamentary procedure to hold up legislation that they found to be horrific i'm not even sure what the specific legislation was but they denied quorum so when they all left they they went out and they just disappeared for a while just like the wisconsin uh, delegates did when when they were trying to break the union remember scott walker was doing it and all the wisconsin democrats left for yeah. illinois uh, and then the i think it was texas did the same thing quorum is an important part of republicanism um it, it, it's so that the minority has a, a myriad of tools to stop the majority from just bulldozing their way w- without hearing the minority viewpoint uh, and from what, as I understand it, and Lars will give us more details later when he's on, these Republicans all left. And then, and this is the scary thing, Joe. So there, years ago, they passed a, a law in Oregon saying that members of the House and Senate have to attend all the sessions. And if you don't, you can be censured. And it sounds like a good idea at the time, right? But that's what the Democrats used. They said, oh, well, they weren't here, uh, so that uh, that gives us the right to uh, censure them. And the Supreme Court agreed and said, yeah, you can't run for re-election. They didn't kick them out of the Senate, but they told them you can't serve anymore after your term is up. Well, that this is just the beginning. I'm sure they won't be read their rights. They'll probably be in jail for two or three years. Um, i trying to think of another thing. Maybe you have to watch some... <laughs> Oh, that's cruel and unusual. The Constitution says you can't give people cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, but what was it? Was it Tennessee or Kentucky where they tried to censure some Democrats and and the president weighed in on it and had these these members of the General Assembly? I'm trying to remember the story off the anecdotally. Uh, I'll go dig it up and give you the details. Remember, they they brought all these uh, members of the state house up to the Rose Garden and the president said, and I, I probably Kamala Harris said she'd set up a bail fund for them, uh, just like the rioters uh, in the summer of '17. Um, but it, it, she, they, they. they had them put back into office, even though they had broken a rule yep. and, and, and had been censured by the body at large. Uh, they were put back in there. So it's, it's what, it, this is lawfare. When you hear people talk about lawfare, Joe, on the radio, this is what it is. It's, we've written some arcane little piece in the code, some paragraph on page 275. That, Aha! We've got you. You weren't here for a vote. So therefore, we can kick you out. Um, and it's, it, it's, it's part of this, this buildup, this waxy buildup on, on our country's beautiful furniture, uh, that we need to scrape off. Amen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks stuff. for your time. Well, I appreciate you reading ahead in my show notes. You knew all the stuff I was going to get into coming up. Now, that's good stuff, Joe. I appreciate it.
Joe? No. I was going to ask him what the lottery numbers today were going to be, too. Like us. Follow us. Just don't touch that dial. You don't know where that finger's been. Charlottesville's homepage. Seaville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Joe Thomas. No, Elmo. It's time to play the music. Elmo was not on the Muppet Show. The Muppet Show was way too adult for Elmo. It's time to dress up right. It's time to raise the curtain on the Muppet Show tonight. Now they got a dinner. Larry David, of course, uh, showing. I I guess, is that why Elmo tweeted about mental health uh, there? Because Larry's last good marble fell out on the Today Show. Who knows? Uh, but uh, let me get to you at fourth. I'll, I will play the interaction. Actually, Mark Warner's reaction is pretty, pretty laughably, almost Mel Brooksian uh, in the politicians like Hamana Hamana. What? Who? What? Proof that you know he doesn't answer his own tweets. But uh, good morning, Doctor Clark. What's going on, sir? Oh, hang on a second, Doctor Clark. Hang on, hang on. You're in there somewhere. I think I think Joe's right. A reboot is necessary. Uh, how you doing, sir? Oh, uh, well, as good as as good as I was at five a.m. So, okay. Well, you really need the movie trailer voiceover guy to lead in the segments for you sometimes. Let's see. Uh, in a world where the COVID jab is safe and effective, <laughs> the border is secure, and police cause the crime. It's fundamental transformation. The final chapter. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Mr. Fontaine uh, has left the building. Uh, I, I think there's somebody out there that uh, does voiceovers in, in almost like mimicking him, but he passed away several years ago. His daughter does well, his his daughter does voiceovers, but she doesn't sound quite like in a world. Um, but you could get somebody. So on the Larry David thing, yeah, I saw that. And look, Joe, I'm not a people doctor. <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but I do pay attention and watch things. And we're just seeing the beginnings of the manifestation of severe TDS cramps. TDS? As the inevitability of Trump becomes more and more apparent to oh. progressives, liberals, and communists, <laughs> their TDS cramps are going to get more and more severe. So you, you're, in your professional opinion, that's what happened to Larry David, who was Trump derangement syndrome took took over. He couldn't contain himself, and Elmo's red. Trump hats are red. Oh, that's it. Down. It's oh, I see. So the triggers were all there, and uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you, well, you know, we've got articles this morning. Joe Biden cannot say Trump without three or four f bombs and crude terms. For functions that we don't want to talk about on the radio, isn't there so, a, isn't there a section speaking of mental health of the DSV or the DMV or whatever book it is that you get mental health out of um, that, uh, that 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 discusses the inability to accept responsibility for your own actions, and if it's always somebody else's um, fault, uh, that 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 must be some sort of uh, issue that requires some therapy, don't you think? I think so. I think so. You know, the, uh, here's the coolest thing that we're going to see in the near future. I'm going to tell you what progressives and liberals are going to think pretty soon. Well, I'm not Karnak, but I do pay attention. 
All right. Now, as a as a veterinarian, you know, is is Elmo is Elmo you know, considered an animal? Would you would you be able to give us an, a, a medical opinion as to what damage could have been done to Elmo in such an assault by Larry David? I think laryngeal edema was a possibility, and certainly head trauma. Yes, yes, his 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 jello got shook around a little bit. It looked like anyway. You were saying yeah, something. Yeah. So so you're you're so with, if you have liberal friends, they're yeah. going to tell you that the problem at the border is Republicans' fault very soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're already hearing it. Yeah. So you know the polling is so bad. Biden's underwater in all the swing states. So he's going to make noise about doing something at the border, and when he does it, he'll say he's fixing the problems that Trump and or the Republicans caused. Yeah, they're already saying and that, you know, and, and, and actually in my back and forth with Mark Warner, he, he says this is all the Republicans, all this that's in a bill that, that nobody's read yet, Dr. Clark, and that's what I press uh, Senator Warner on. Uh, he claims that all the things Republicans wanted are in this bill. I'm wondering about that because they say that an awful lot. Well, they do. Now, again, I am not a people doctor. And nobody listening, if you are a leftist or a progressive, don't go take Prozac and Midol for your TDS cramps because I said to. Consult with your personal psychiatrist. <laughs> see if that's something you should do alright well I appreciate it uh, Dr. Clark uh, as always thank you sir and you have a great morning you take care Joe at a moment like this I can't help but wonder what would Jimmy Buffett do funny you should ask Alan <laughs> I'd say pull me something tall and strong make it a hurricane before I go insane it's only half past twelve, but I don't care. Pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. He don't care. I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Ask permission, ask permission before you touch people, Larry. They would have canceled the show, Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh -huh. All right. Larry, man. you've gone too far this time. <laughs> yes, Larry. Somebody had to do it. Oh. <laughs> so there you go, uh, running the risk of actually doing something for NBC. Poor Al Roker, too. Um, standing there trying to do a, a weather forecast uh, while all that's going on. Somebody had to do it. More people heard, heard Larry David just now beat up Elmo than saw it on NBC. And there was Hoda Kobe sitting there saying, oh, I've wanted to do that Kathy Lee for so long. Um, but it, it, And I set this up because it has fascinated you, the Elmo tweet. So yesterday, it was in a press gaggle, and we got a lot to get into. Obviously, uh, the idea of police officers coming back to Charlottesville High School and the uh, parental community is just soiling themselves uh, over that. Um, also, 
the uh, issue of the uh, fake groundhog meat, no, sausage, in the uh, General Assembly that came up yesterday. We'll get into that. Um, uh, Lars Larson's going to join us about the Supreme Court in Oregon basically kicking out a bunch of Republicans for trying to uh, you know, at least stem the tide of the bulliness that we see manifest in the Charlottesville High School hallways as well. Uh, Joe, uh, um, Gary in Berlin writes in, uh, bully behavior is the email title. Joe, your examples manifest Plato's Republic. Justice is the interest of the stronger. Well, actually, uh, that was observational. And then... Um, Pardon me. Um, and then, but then the Enlightenment really takes Plato's Republic and tries to find a way to establish a society that isn't, is, doesn't devolve into just that. So anyway, yesterday, again, Mark Warner was going to be holding a press gaggle, and I wanted to get his thoughts on the collapse of the Chinese economy and what the Intel Committee chair uh, would know about that and if there's peril coming from it, but I'm waiting in the queue uh, to talk to him when this happens. Senator, our next question is Alexia Stanbridge with WSET. All right, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Um, my question is, why did you feel compelled to respond to the Elmo post? You know, that is a very good question, and I'm uh, quickly uh, looking uh, to uh, Rachel uh, and uh, others. Mental health is so important. Uh, <laughs> mental health is so important. All right, so that's, that's fun for several different schadenfreudish reasons. Number one, it's a master's class, and if you follow any of these people on Twitter, uh, 99.9% chance of the time, they're not the ones who are actually tweeting these things. He had, he had no idea that, you know, what the Elmo tweet was or that he had responded to it. And you heard his staffer back there, mental health is important. And so he goes on to uh, say, Sorry, go ahead. mental health is so important. The truth is, I this is, this is, Larry David can't write this kind of comedy anymore. That's the. I'm trying to get my way through this, but I'm not sure I fully knew I'd uh, respond to that post. <laughs> but it's um, um, you got me. Yep, bless her for <laughs> Senator, that. We're going to move on to Joe Thomas with WCHV. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was busy looking up what the Elmo post meant. Uh, Senator Warner, I appreciate you taking some time out with us. I'm going to turn a couple of uh, different direction here. You had mentioned earlier about the um, the border deal. So many people have opinioned, opined uh, on it, but very few people have seen it. Have you seen the border deal, and are you sure that the things that they're saying that were the same that people have asked for are in there? And second question involving the economy, what do you know as chair of the Intel Committee about the Hong Kong ruling regarding Evergrande uh, and what it could mean to the Chinese economy and what does that mean to what China might do uh, as its economy apparently is, is teetering on the edge of collapse? Uh, Joe, as always, from you, strong questions. 
Um, on the first, you know, I know the components. I have not seen all the language. I think you will see, I am sure you will see that language released literally in the next couple of days. Part uh, so, so for the second time in two minutes, Mark Warner has to admit, um, no, I don't. So he had gone on at length at the uh, opening of this during his monologue section of this uh, comedy program. Uh, about how the Republicans all wanted this, and now that they've got it, they don't, they don't want it anymore. And and I think a lot of the people I've talked to, it's because the things that they're seeing that have leaked out of this, we've got to vote for it before we pass it mess, isn't what they asked for. And that's why they're voting against it. But you see the demagoguery of it. When we come back, I'll give you his answer on the collapsing Chinese economy. He's not even speaker of his own house, but he does okay for us. The shootout in the Belmont Corral. Joe Thomas, it. weekday mornings on Seville 1075 FM and 1260 AM. Miss Spume returned to her typing and dreamed her little dreamy dreams, unaware of the cruel trick fate had in store for her. For Miss Fume was about to fall victim of the dreaded international Chinese communist conspiracy. Yes, these fanatical fiends, under the leadership of the so-called Mao Zedong, had caught Miss Fume off guard for one brief but fatal moment. And destroyed her. Just as they are ready to go anytime, free men anywhere waver in their defense of democracy. Joe Thomas in the morning. So we were playing clips of my uh, back and forth with Senator Warner yesterday, where in uh, the span of two minutes, uh, first a reporter uh, from WSET gets him to admit he had no idea that he had tweeted something about Elmo. Uh, and then I get him to admit that after all the bloviations about the Republicans flip-flopping on the border deal, he hasn't actually seen it yet, so he doesn't know. But but then he mansplains uh, to me why we haven't seen the border bill yet. Part of the reason that it's not been released is that... Um, the amount of money it's going to take to shore up the border, to build new beds, to make sure that there's a place so that people are not released into the interior of the country. You notice what he's not saying. Keep people out of the country. It means that the price tag that the president originally put at $14 billion isn't enough money. So that top-line number of the overall supplemental package has been going up. Negotiating out how, where that money goes... But at the same time as we, as we do that, there have been additional needs in terms of humanitarian assistance. There's been additional needs. We just talked about the Red Sea. And how that I am obsessed because I can't think of a more important thing than standing by Ukraine and fixing our border. Their border or our border? Of course, they, they cut your mic off after you ask the question because you're just supposed to ask and then record. Real time, you know, it has been... I've been pulling my hair out on trying to make sure that the numbers on the appropriations that go with the policies can all be released at once. I believe they will be released over the next couple of days. And I think that many of the naysayers, um, when you see the language, when you even go back, for example, to what President Trump asked for in 2018, go back and look at the language of all of these very senators who are criticizing this deal or the former president. They all said... You can't do this executive action only. You've got to have legislative changes. I think you will see that these legislative changes um, meet those needs. 
So, so we don't know. And, and as he started, that was a, you know, two minutes of, I don't know. So I'm going to fill here. But I had also asked him about the imploding Chinese economy that we're reading about, uh, Evergrande, uh, ruling in Hong Kong, uh, forcing the, the biggest real estate developer, uh, to sell property to the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors. No, no. I'm sorry, Rosie. Sell, sell property to the Charlottesville Housing and Redevelopment Authority? No, that's not it either. Uh, liquidate. That's, that's what they're supposed to, uh, do. And what that might do, if there are two schools of thought on the Chinese economy, whether it's not, you know, there's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Um, which I tend to believe because it's communism. Um, or that they're about to collapse. And I wanted to know if, as Intel chair, he had any particular insight on you know, what perils that might put us in uh, if China, uh, seeing their own world going up in smoke, uh, might try to do stuff here. But I agree with you. we got to get that language out, and we got to start voting on this bill next week, uh, or I think um, its chances go down even greater. In terms of the of the situation with the big Chinese Evercore, I believe its name, three hundred billion dollar um, property, already starting with the wrong name of the company, but it's Evergrande. But okay, entity in China. Uh, I've not seen Intel, but I've read a lot in the uh, in the non classified sector. I think what you've seen in China is uh, you know, not completely dissimilar what's happening in America with our own commercial real estate in the post-COVID world, and this is happening in China as well, where people are not, you know, returning to work in as, as great in numbers, and you had a real estate industry in China that was way over-propped up by government spending, where you've got literally, wait, you know, wait. Are you uh, talking about hundreds China? of thousands and sometimes millions of apartment units being built where nobody was living in them. This 300 billion plus um, uh, entity uh, you know, is on last legs, and I'm not even sure there's a bankruptcy process that will work out. It will mean another hit to the Chinese economy. And um, you know, we saw recently, a, a year and a half ago, China was literally even hiding its unemployment, youth unemployment numbers. That's never a good sign. I think China has seen a little bit of recovery. But I'm going to be with you, Joe, and a lot of others, and I will ping our intel folks. What does this one large conglomerate's failure mean? Is it, can it be constrained to the real estate industry only, or could it have a contagion effect? So, and, and of course, the P Intel folks, the question was, what would China then try to make us do? So you're, you're propped up the, with government spending. Uh, Mark, Mark, do you catch the irony in, in what you're saying, Mark? Right after talking about how we have to spend, you know, plus $14 billion, uh, to, you know, set up cots and, and, intake services for people that shouldn't even be here rather than actually like keeping them where they're supposed to be. But it's, it, it, he held a master's class there in what, what these people do. They bury you under a pile of words. And, and I think juxtaposed specifically with the, the moment where he had to admit he had never heard of the Elmo tweet and didn't realize that he had actually tweeted to it. If you're joining us in progress, it sounded like this. Senator, our next question is Alexia Stanbridge with WSET. All right, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Um, my question is, why did you feel compelled to respond to the Elmo post? 
You know, that is a very good question, and I'm quickly looking to Rachel and others. Mental health is so important. Uh, <laughs> mental health is so important. And then, and then goes on to say that he hadn't actually seen the border deal that he was pointing at people like Bob Good saying, you know, you guys all wanted this and now we gave you this and you know, why aren't you coming on board? Because I don't think that this that you think we're getting and and certainly in in the vacuum of space, it's not unfair to say, um, just because you say it's got some of the titles and, and how many people have have experienced this you are a, a, a habitual user of this program have probably come across instances where the title of a piece of legislation has little if anything to do with what's inside of it the actual name of the bill that was actually passed that gave us the patient protection and affordable care act wasn't called that at all it was something about if I'm not mistaken, going back in history here, it had something to do with veterans uh, and access to uh, benefits through, and and so it was it was a bill that had already been filed and it was due to be a vote, and all of a sudden somebody said, "Hey, I have an amendment for that," and they stapled on the patient protection all thousands and thousands of pages. All of a sudden, became an a, a, an amendment to a bill that was already on the docket. And because it had already passed committee, then Nancy Pelosi used deem and pass. Remember the phrase deem and pass? Well, it's already passed the committee, uh, and therefore, and think. That's how your congressman, Tom, no, not that one, the other one, the previous one, Periello, got to cast the deciding vote on whether or not to suspend the regular order and go and and then do the demon pass rich writes in warner flimflam we'd be better off with senator elmo than either warner or Kami kane the bill may very well be what maoist democrats and republicans want but not in any way what american citizens want god help me i despise them both elmo or mark warner or the bill. I'm not sure, Rich. I need more. High Fidelity hosts. Right at the entrance to Central Park. High Fidelity Radio. Where the last of the Sebring rally. 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Christopher William Jewelers is giving away free diamond studs with every engagement ring purchase. Plus 20% off settings. You heard right. Free diamond studs and 20% off engagement rings. CWJ has the largest selection of diamonds and engagement rings in the Valley. Plus an in-house design center for full customization, which means if you can dream it, they can make it. 20% off engagement rings, plus free diamond studs at Christopher William Jewelers in Harrisonburg and Weir's Cave. Some exclusions apply. See website for details. Partly cloudy conditions return to the area today. We stay dry throughout the day with highs in the upper 50s. 42 degrees outside of the automated office system studios at 6.30 this Friday morning. And from the WCHV and CBS 19 newsrooms, this is Local News First. The Albemarle County School Board Redistricting Advisory Committee is asking residents to complete a survey that will help them make decisions regarding several area elementary schools. Currently, proposed scenarios as well as project scope and the full list of study objectives can be viewed on the